You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. What a privilege to be here this morning with you. And you know, this is the final Sunday of our series, Standing Firm on Shaky Ground. This is the eighth part of that. Right, that's right. And it's the end of this series. But what a great series during this time that we're living in, Standing Firm on Shaky Ground. You know, it's really tested us. And and it's given the text that we're having this morning is, I will not lose heart. Yeah, you know, I think this one's really super important because um, in times like this, you just feel like giving up. I mean, uh, for a while there, I was sleeping in and staying in my pajamas most of the day. And what's what's the point? And then I realized, you know, there is a point and we can't lose heart. We can't get into this state where I'm giving up. I know sometimes I know when you feel that way because you go, I'm done. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to help one another. But uh, there's this story that I read, and it's it's from 1968. I was five. You were six. I don't know if anybody else knows it. Christina's older than I am, but she is. More <laughs> mature as well. It, are you? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> 1968 Olympic Games in Mexico. They happened to be there that, that summer. And the runner from Tanzania falls and dislocates his knees, running the marathon, the big event for the Olympics. And he's seven and a half clicks out from the finish line. And he's hobbling. He's in excruciating pain. The medics are telling him, you should not finish the race. But he does. But an hour and a half later than everybody else gets to the finish line. No cheers. No crowd. They're all gone. But a, a uh, reporter gets the story. And it actually makes Olympic history. It's one of the most valiant, heroic events in Olympic history. And he's asked by the reporter, why... Did you drop out? Why, why did you finish the race? And I love his reply. He said, my country did not send me to start the race. They sent me to finish the race. Wow. Right. So he, he, he lost the race, but he didn't lose heart. It reminds me of that scripture of, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is just not for me, but it's for all who eagerly await and look forward to his appearing. Yeah, I love this scripture too, because it, it sets, you know, that eternal perspective. And Paul, Paul looks at his life as a race and he wants to finish strong. That's part of what we're talking about today is that we really do want to finish this race of life strong. And it's decisions all along the way uh, to do that, not to lose heart. But discouragement is an absolute real enemy. It will try to convince you to quit, try to convince you to give up. And the enemy knows your breakthrough is like right around the corner. This journey of life has corners and we can't see around it. And and oftentimes our miracle, our breakthrough, that that sense of, of God just being there for us is right there around that corner. And yet if you give up, you won't get there. You're not going to experience that. Galatians tells us, let's not get tired uh, of doing good, but at just the right time, 
<laughs> that time in God, that time that he knows that we're not always aware of, we will reap a blessing if, if, and that if screams off the page of that scripture, we don't give up. So today, really, that's what we're talking about. We can't give up. Our declaration needs to be, I won't lose heart. I'm not going to give up. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. We need to guard our hearts from those enemies that try to tell us, give up. Why would we guard our hearts? Discouragement will steal yeah, confidence will. in God. Yeah, it will. Discouragement says God is too small for your situation. Reminds me of that song, it's old school, but Linda Shazo, yeah. uh, I've made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. And how we see God directly affects how God can move into our lives. So we can literally limit him in our lives by kind of shrinking him or shrinking what he can do. And that's what discouragement is. And we're guarding because discouragement is an enemy that wants to break into our life. In fact, the Psalms talk about the children of Israel when they were wandering in the wilderness. And it says this, it says, they were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. So I don't so much think it was that they were, I mean, I know they were hungry and thirsty physically, but literally their life was coming out of them. Their strength, their, their courage was, was coming out of them. It's almost as if that when we allow discouragement to come into our life, when we allow ourselves to lose heart, it's almost as if we become malnourished spiritually and we begin to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And so losing, when we begin to lose heart, it, it, it's as if we believe the opposition is stronger. It feels as if we're being dominated and there's nothing we can do about it. But the fact is that in Christ, there is absolutely everything we can do about it. And so today, if you feel exhausted, you feel like you're ebbing, you know, your life is literally ebbing away. You're just like, oh man, I can't, I can't even lift a finger at this moment. We really believe that today's your day of breakthrough because, because that's what Psalm's talking about here in our last two verses. Exactly. We're looking at two verses today in Psalms and it says, I will have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land mm, of the living. So good. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Yeah, come on. That's a great verse. Be of good courage and he will strengthen you. You know, we have a promise from God and he's going to strengthen us. And I think in this time that we are having to stand on those promises and not lose hope. Well, what I love about that is that it's really a promise yeah. that, you know, we're not suggesting that all of a sudden you have to strengthen yourself, but God will come and Strengthen people. We're believing for that today. Absolutely. Yeah. Today we want to give you five things that will strengthen your heart. So the first one is uh, you can strengthen your heart by knowing God. And we say this often at Harvest and because we don't want to lose sight of it. So we want every single person at Harvest to know God. We want every single person uh, to find freedom from their yesterdays. We want every single person to know that they were created with a purpose, find that purpose, and then function in that purpose. And finally, when you do that, you, you're, your, life, your life will make a difference. It really, really will. So as we talk about that, that's just not a mantra. That's not just something we say. We believe that everybody can take next steps all of the time 
in each of these four areas. And knowing God isn't a one and done where we become a Christ follower and say, okay, I've met Jesus. But every day knowing more about who he is, like intimately meeting him, discovering him, experiencing. And I think that's the key, that we don't just have information about God, but we literally experience his nature, his character, and his love. Because if you have kind of a, like this, this, like some people feel like God's really angry. Right. Some people feel like God is like, you know, like, like, a, like a parent who has all of these expectations on us. And if we don't measure up, he, he's hugely disappointed in us. But that's just not who God is. But the only way you discover that is by experiencing. And you, I mean, you've experienced this, right? Different aspects yeah. of God. I remember several years ago, I went through a very public display of me, um, although it wasn't true, and but it was still going through that time. Really and negative. Really negative, yeah. absolutely. And by going through that time and and feeling that discouragement, but learning things about God that maybe I didn't know, even my whole life is serving Jesus. Mm. But, you know, I just knew in that time that God was closer than a brother. And he was there. And regardless of what my situation was at that time, I just learned how close God was to me. And even though at times I couldn't feel him and I couldn't sense him, he was there. He was right. closer than my very own brother. I remember that was a time for you that you felt really lonely. 100%. Because even I really couldn't come into that space yeah. and understand what you personally were going through as much as I try. And so I remember you saying, I just feel super lonely. Yes, but, very much. But Jesus says, I'm closer than a brother. Jesus said, I'll never leave you and forsake you. And I can remember times where you just said to me, I just had an encounter with God where I know that I don't have to be lonely. That's right. And so when we experience it, it's Calling just, out. Yeah. So it's not just a lesson where somebody says, hey, God is closer than a brother. When we know God, when we know him and experience him that way. And I Absolutely. want to encourage everyone as you're reading the scriptures, say, Lord, I want to meet this part of you. I want to know yes. this, this part of you. And that's just so, that's just so very important. Um, and, and so number, the second thing we want people to learn today. Strengthen your heart. By holding to faith in God and His Word. Yeah, stand on the Word. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes the innermost yeah. thoughts and desires. We are be to believe in the Word of God. Believe that God will do what He promised. Yeah, come on. In order of the Bible, the belief first see later. We have to believe first and see it later. Some of us say, I'll believe it <laughs> right. when I see yeah, it. Right. But we have to, you know, we have to stand on the promises. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. The scriptures actually give us the capacity, um, the capacity to see spiritually. And if we can't, just to trust God, that the word of God is God's word and he doesn't change. And, you know, if you're believing for a healing today, yeah. the Bible declares that God is our healer. And so some of us are going, well, I want a healing. And that's really good. I, I want you to believe for your healing. But trust in the healer. Right. Because when you know him and experience the healer, then the healing, becomes. right, yeah, becomes, becomes, that's what we stand on. And, and I, I've seen that in the Word so many times. Um, look at this in Isaiah. Uh, he says, you have chosen to know me. <laughs> a decision. You've chosen to know me. And then it goes on. 
believe in me. So you've chosen to know me. Now you've got to trust me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been. <laughs> there never will be. And so he's one that we can, we can definitely trust in. That's, it's a great point today. Absolutely. Strengthen your heart by seeing past your present into your eternal. Mm. Come on. Your faith eyes can see what your natural eyes cannot. You will see God working behind the scenes. I mean, he's always working behind the scenes. Yeah. But you can't see it. And, but you have to have faith that he's working Correct. behind the scenes. That, I love the way the message says this. So we're not giving up. How can we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like we're falling apart on us. <laughs> but on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. I love that. There's far more here than meets the eyes. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Yeah. The focus is on what your natural eye sees, and there is no hope, no promise of change, and you will lose heart. But when you focus on what God's doing, when God is, what God is saying, we will begin to see so much more clearly with spiritual eyes. Yeah, you know, I was talking about this last week in my message about Abraham, and, and he asked, God asked Abraham, what, what do you see? And I don't think he was saying, what do you see with your natural eye? What can you see with your spiritual eyes when what the Word of God says? And so I love how Paul says that to the Corinthian church. He goes, so look, if you're going to look with the natural eyes, there's no hope. But if you're going to look with your spiritual eyes, and how many times have we, life's going along, and it just looks like, you know, nothing's going to change. Um, and it's, it would be easy to lose heart. Be Good losing. point right now is our situation of where we're living. Oh, yeah. We're losing hope. Some days we're losing hope. And we're like, what does tomorrow look like? Right. But we have to stand firm that our spiritual eyes right. give us hope. Exactly. And that, that, you know, on the timeline, literal tomorrow you know, 24 hours from now yeah. um, may not change, but but th that's not a predictor that it's never going to change. And that's where the enemy comes in. And he wants you, it's never yeah. going to change. And they exactly. give up, lose heart. And, you know, so then we stop praying. We stop getting into God's word. Yeah. We stop, you know, and, and that's where the children of Israel, it said their life ebbed away, that they actually became malnourished because they just gave up. Yeah. So it's so important that we're looking with our spiritual eyes, knowing, and that's our next point, strengthen your heart by trusting the goodness of God. God is too good to leave us in this state. He's too good to be cruel. He's too good to be against us. And so David, in the verse we read in Psalm 27, I would have lost heart if... <laughs> And so this yeah. is, a, yeah, and so I got that circled, underlined, if I didn't believe in the goodness of God. The God is so good. Yeah. He's not against me. He's not angry. He's not disappointed. And, and quite frankly, I get really frustrated, you know, when I hear people, they're well-meaning, but they, they talk about difficult times like, you know, what we're going through right now, and they say things like, well, God's just testing his church or God's just, you know, putting it to us to see what we're made of. And I just refuse to see that that's because I know God. We don't serve I, a God like that. And I know and I've met God and I know that his heart, it's good. And David said, look it, 
It's God's goodness. That's how I get through this. Not by thinking God's putting the boots to me to see what I'm made of, like some drill sergeant. God's not punishing us. He's not holding out on us. He's not, you know, if you've done enough, maybe he'll come through. No, we can stand today. God is gracious and he's merciful and he's good and his kindness is being poured out on me every day. And because of that, I can make it. That's right. <laughs> because of that, we, we can make. say, we will make it. Why? Why? Because God is it's so good. God. Lastly, this morning, strengthen your heart by waiting on the Lord. David says it twice to make his point. And to get his attention. Yeah. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. To wait on God means expecting him to work. It's not to wait and see if he'll work, but it's expecting that he is working. You know, right now, I, I just believe God is working. Absolutely. He's working on our behalf. He's, he's working, although we can't see it right now. Right. He's working. And yeah. that is what we need to stand on. Yeah, and you know, waiting on the Lord. Uh, Brittany, Brittany Brink did an amazing job a number of weeks ago in our devos. I think one of the first devos that we did, Devo yeah. Fridays, and she talked about, because she read this from the Passion Version, which is really good. Um, and the idea is that we're not waiting, like we, you know, waiting in the queue to get into Home Depot right now. We're right. waiting to get into the grocery store to the bank. And, you know, you're waiting. And, and after a period of time, then I get to do it. Right. Right. That's kind of our understanding of waiting. But the Bible talks about this waiting, wait on the Lord. It's a eager expectation. And it's, it's submitting our spirit to God. It's not waiting until God does something. Because right. we've said all the way long, if God is working, then it's a waiting, it's a posture of God, I love you. Right. God, I'm yielded to you. And that's not conditional on I'll be happier, I'll praise you louder when you come through. I'll start praising you now. I know that it's a done deal. I have to walk through the days but you've already finished it in God. He's already, he already sees the beginning from the end. A hundred percent. So when we're waiting, it's not a waiting until. It's a rest in our spirit that says, God, I know you've got this. And so that way we don't lose heart. We don't give up. In fact, we gain heart yeah. because faith begins to grow. Courage begins to grow. And my strength is from him. Knowing he's working, knowing he's loving, knowing that he's good. Those who wait on the Lord get fresh strength, Isaiah 40, 31. And that's our prayer for you today. Yeah. You know, as your pastors, we're like, we can't see you and touch you right now, but we're praying for you. And I'll tell you, there's some difficult days. Christina and I know, we're, we're, we're being real about this. We're, we're not saying we're like superheroes. Mm -hmm. You know, we got all this together. We have to practice this. We have to put these five points and remember them. And so those that wait on the Lord, just say, God, today my posture is, I know you've got this. They get fresh strength. And Chris is going to pray at the end for you to have fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. Don't you dare fold your wings up and do a nosedive and give up and crash. Don't do that. They run and they don't get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. Think about it. You can be right on time right now with what God's what God's doing. So I think this declaration that we're going to say together, you're going to lead us in this, is amazing. 
And just putting this to words, I think, will be helpful. I think what else is cool is this morning is this is the final of this series, and it's I Will Not Lose Hope. Right. And we're so far in entering our third month now of this pandemic. Yeah. And I'm Thanks sure there's a us. lot of people that are losing hope. Yeah. But this word, I think, this morning is coming at a timely time. Yeah, that is. some people need this because they are losing a little bit of hope. But... They need to just turn off your physical eyes and look with your spiritual on, eyes so and just say, Jesus, you know, just help me to look through my spiritual eyes at this time. Yeah. I want to make this declaration with you this morning. Let's do it together. I will resist the lies of the enemy that seek to blind my eyes to the goodness and greatness of God working in my life. Yeah. My God is for me and able to strengthen my heart at all times. So I refuse to lose heart. Come on. I refuse. Well, I just sense that right now. I refuse. I'm saying it because I need to do this. I refuse to lose heart. I refuse to let discouragement sit on me and tell me I'm powerless. I refuse this morning to believe the lies that God's not for me. He is for me today. Wow, honey, thank you. I, 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 I I sense it right now. I sense that strength. Hey, if you're with us today, we never want to conclude a service without inviting you to know Jesus personally. Personally, not just that he's in heaven somewhere, or or maybe you didn't even think about him at all, but today you're thinking about the God who loves you. The Bible says that God so loved the world, he sent Jesus so that we could have a relationship with him. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And that word is so misunderstood. You know, we think of people with placards saying, you know, the end is near and 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 with big bushy beards and God hates us and the hell's fire, fire of hell is gonna consume you. Repent, repent. Repent simply means to turn from the direction you're going away from God and turn around and come toward God. And the good news is he's standing right there waiting for you. Today, the goodness of God, if you turn today and say, I want to receive Jesus, he'll be right there to meet you. A simple prayer like this, Jesus, I want to come towards you. I want to meet you. Forgive my sin. Come into my life. I want to know you. I receive you today. Amen. We believe if you pray a simple prayer like that, that you're born again, you can begin your spiritual journey with the Lord. I tell you, when you were doing that declaration, I was sensing, I was really sensing the power in that. I I believe you should just keep praying. And before we go today, let's pray for people. And and I think you're right. I think the Holy Spirit is lining this up that we can kind of get a a shot of hope today and I'm not gonna lose heart. Why don't you pray for folks today before we say goodbye? Father, I pray this morning for anyone watching God that they will find hope this morning, Jesus, that they will not lose hope, Father. That's right. And all our our spiritual eyes are saying, you've got this, God. But some find it hard to just get away from looking at their physical eyes and saying, but it all looks this way. It all looks so bleak. It all looks so gloomy. But God, that we can turn off physical eyes today and open our spiritual eyes today God to say you've got this you've got us you've got the situation father I just pray for those watching this morning that you will put a fresh hope into them come on a new hope God strengthen their a new sight God that they will say I am stepping forward today with fresh eyes in this situation God knowing that you've got me knowing that you have this situation God and knowing that you're holding it all together so we don't have to worry because God has us. Thank you, Jesus, for this day, God. 
for this day where we can find new hope and we will not lose hope, God, because we know, God, that you've got us today. Father, I pray for that one that is watching, God, that just needed to hear this word today, God, that you have them. Father, I thank you for this Sunday, God, for this day, God, for this message, God, and we just give it all to you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Come on, let's decide. I refuse to lose heart. I My heart is full. I hope your heart's full today. Have an amazing week. God bless you. God bless you, heart. Best. Yes. <laughs>